الكلام عنف بالله ذات أقدس مرانا شاكي محمد أكتر صاحب رحمة الله عليه تعتل يستري عاشق ومجينا سري عاشق وممرنا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیست کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیست کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل مجھے کچھ خبر نہیں تھی تیرا درد کیا ہے یارب تیرے عاشقوں سے سیکھا تیرے سنگ در پہ مرنا مجھے کچھ خبر نہیں تھی تیرا درد کیا ہے یارب تیرے عاشقوں سے سیکھا تیرے سنگ در پہ مرنا یہ تیری عنایت ہے یہ تیری مدد کا صدقہ میری جان ناتواکا تیرے غم پہ صبر کرنا یہ تیری عنایت ہے یہ تیری مدد کا صدقہ میری جان ناتواکا تیرے غم پہ صبر کرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیست کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل یہ تیری آپ یا رب یہ تیرا جذب پنہا میرا نالا یہ ندامت تیرے سنگ در پہ کرنا یہ تیری آپ یا رب یہ تیرا جذب پنہا میرا نالا تیرے سنگ در پہ کرنا میرا ہر خطا پہ رونا ہے یہی میری تلافی تیری رحمتوں کا صدقہ میرا جرم آفو کرنا میرا ہر خطا پہ رونا ہے یہی میری تلافی تیری رحمتوں کا صدقہ میرا جرم آفو کرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیست کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل تیری شان جذبہ ہے یہ تیری بندہ پروری ہے میرے جان و دل کا تجھ کو ہم وقت یاد کرنا تیری شان جذبہ ہے یہ تیری بندہ پروری ہے میرا جان و دل کا تجھ کو ہم وقت یاد کرنا 
کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر اسے آ گیا ہے جینا اسے آ گیا ہے مرنا کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر اسے آ گیا ہے جینا اسے آ گیا ہے مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیس کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل میری زیست کا سہارا تیرے عاشقوں میں جینا تیرے عاشقوں میں مرنا میری زندگی کا حاصل الحمد للہ الحمد للہ الرحیم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب حبيب الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسسفكتر علماء اكرام رضي زنالدز الله تعالى out of his grace and mercy his fuzzle and karam granted us tremendously great opportunity to witness this Mubarak month of Ramadan which we still have a few moments left all this is Allah Ta'ala's grace and favor and all this is the love that Allah Ta'ala has for His bandhas that Allah Ta'ala provides these opportunities to His servants to come back to Him مَا يَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابِكُمْ إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ شَاكِرًا عَلِيمًا That Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala gets nothing out of punishing anybody. But there's a system. The system is that إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ That Iman and the Iman then together with that, the gratitude that goes with it. Gratitude in its reality. The verbal gratitude, the practical gratitude, the complete obedience of Allah Ta'ala, this is the true gratitude. Allah Ta'ala wants us to benefit. Allah Ta'ala wants us to benefit in dunya also. And the main thing is, dunya is a very, very temporary place. Allah Ta'ala wants to give us the best of the hereafter. But how much are we wanting to take? That is the issue, that is the question that we have to reflect on. This Mubarak month of Ramadan came for us came to us, we had this time, this opportunity, how much have we already brought within our lives, what determination have we made for the way forward, what is our plan that now that the month of Ramadan is ticking away, when we are now out of this Mubarak month, how are we going to conduct ourselves, what is the way that we are going to be now conducting our day-to-day life. So this is the aspect that we have to reflect on, and in these last few moments, we have to make these decisions for our way forward. The aspect that Allah Ta'ala, that we are the servants of Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala loves His servants, this is highlighted by the fact that Allah Ta'ala has kept the door of Toba wide open. That as long as there's life, still the person hasn't yet reached the throes of death, then no matter what the situation is, 
no matter what the person may have fallen into, but Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy, His Raham, His Karam, Allah Ta'ala has kept the doors of Tawbah wide open. But we need to take those steps forward. In this Mubarak month, we had so many opportunities to keep making this Tawbah. And we still have some time. And our whole life we have the time, but we don't know when that life is going to take away. And that life can just suddenly go. We have no idea when. But now this is the need of the moment to make the sincere Tawbah. And then to make every effort to be steadfast on this Tawbah. No matter what somebody might have fallen into, in a mu'min's life, there isn't despondency. You must come back to Allah Ta'ala. Can we imagine, Allah Ta'ala is saying to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ A message is going to be given now, via Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The message is for who? This message is addressed to a specific group. This message is being addressed to the specific group. And who is the specific group? الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ The transgressors. Those who have trampled the laws of Allah Ta'ala. Those who have disobeyed Allah Ta'ala. But what does Allah Ta'ala say first? Say to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي Let's say, O oh, my servants. Allah Ta'ala is addressing the sinners. Addressing those who have committed transgression, those who have disobeyed him. But Allah Ta'ala precedes it with this, that say, oh my servants, you're still mine. You're still mine, come back to me. There is an incident mentioned in the hadith, in Tirmidhi Sharif and other books of hadith. Rabbi Wasallam mentioned an incident about a person in the Bani Israel, Kifal. And it is mentioned about him, Nabi Islam says, Kana la an shay'in. Simply to understand it for our purposes, there wasn't a sin he didn't commit. There was nothing that he would restrain himself from. So now we can run our minds that a person, what not he can do. And now this is the type of person he was. Allah's Fazl, he had Iman, but he hadn't restrained himself from anything. And this was his life. Very carefree, very unconcerned. But then, one day, he gave a woman 60 dinars, 60 gold coins. This must have been something after a long time, he was trying to, whatever. And 60 gold coins he gave her to commit haram with him. So now when he was on the verge of committing that haram, she began trembling. So he asked her that, did I force you into this? So she said, no, you didn't force me into it. But it is desperation that forced me. I've never done such a thing in my life. I fear Allah Ta'ala. It is desperation that has brought me to this despicable moment. And I don't want to get myself involved in such a thing. But out of the sheer desperation, I finally just slipped in this moment and I'm in this condition now. He said, if that's your situation, then you may go. And he said, if you fear Allah Ta'ala, then I'm fearing Allah Ta'ala also today. I will never ever commit this haram again. Saying that, he walked away from there. And he went home. Now this was his toba. This determination, I will never ever commit this haram again. He spent his whole life in this manner. But that night he made this very sincere toba. And then he went to sleep. And he passed away in his sleep. Now nobody else knew what happened. And there was a good chance that people just came and found him dead. Allah knows best anybody would have read his janazah salah also. Because of the type of person he was. But now he made sincere tawbah that night. And Allah Ta'ala accepted that tawbah of his. Because it came from the depth of his heart. There was that regret and remorse over what his life was. There was that determination. I'm not going back to this. So what could have been the case now? He, this happened late at night. Then he went and slept and passed away. That was the end of it. Before the morning he was already gone. 
how people would have now treated him. Because they didn't know anything about this. But when people came in the morning on the door of his house, in a manner that insan couldn't have inscribed it or written it, it was written, غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لِلْكِفْرِ Allah Ta'ala has forgiven kifr. Now people were amazed and surprised at this. Now they started finding out there must be some secret behind this. And this matter came out. That he made tawbah. This is the mercy, this is the grace, this is the benevolence of our most kind Rabb and our most gracious Rabb. But now the issue is for us to come back to Allah. To make the sincere tawbah, to repent, to shed those tears of remorse. This little time left in this Mubarak month, we have just barely, not even 24 hours, Allah knows, most probably it might be sighted, the moon might be sighted tomorrow. If it's not sighted, we have one more day. But the point is, either way, it is barely moments left. In these last moments, let us reflect, let us sit down, let us keep checking within ourselves, asking ourselves, where am I heading to now? What from here? Was this just for the time I was in the masjid? Just for the month of Ramadan? That I was now a little bit more conscious of my salah? I had given up certain things? I stopped going to certain places? Is it now going to be back to the same cycle? No, no, this Ramadan must be different. This time I've made a pledge with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is, the doors of mercy are wide open. Allah Ta'ala is there to accept us. But we have to take those steps forward. What is going to take us forward now and keep us going forward? This is the one aspect that we must make sincere tawbah. But then, what is going to keep driving us forward? All these amal that we have to be completing, our salah, our other amal, our ma'mulat, all the things that we have to refrain from, what is going to keep us going positively forward? That what has to be done, that after the day of Eid, our Fajr Salah is not gone. And the masjids are not looking for us. And likewise, all the other issues, what's going to keep us going? And not for one day, for our whole life, till we leave this world. There is nothing that can drive us forward, but that which is the most effective thing that will drive anybody. And that is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala has been inculcated in our hearts, to that extent we will move forward towards Allah Ta'ala all the time. And this is a universal principle that love drives a person. It just depends which love he's got. Some person is driven by haram love. He is prepared to give up anyone and everyone, sacrifice anyone and everyone, sacrifice his own parents, sacrifice Allah for but sometimes his own family, children, everything for the haram love. Because that is driving him so madly in that direction, he's oblivious to everything else. Person has some love for some sport, then that drives him. Morning, evening, anytime, he is prepared to sacrifice anything. Somebody is unhappy about it, his family is sometimes not in favor of it because their time is gone, whatever, but that drives him. He is there on time and he must be in the gym regardless of how detrimental that environment might be and how that will be damaging his iman and by the time he leaves that place what kind of damage has happened to his iman, his akhlaq, his haya and how badly he has come out from that place in terms of his iman but he must be there, that, that love of that whatever it, must, it drives him, he is there somebody has got the love of something else he is there, early in the morning he has to wake up to go and do it that drives him Similarly, if that love, that, that's a human emotion which Allah Ta'ala has put in this heart, now it's a matter of where it's channeled. If it's not channeled towards Allah Ta'ala and if it's not converted into muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala, it'll start getting expressed in all these things. Then it'll become muhabbat for dunya, Allah forbid it'll become illicit muhabbat, it'll become all kinds of evil and vice. Therefore, this has to be converted and has to be channeled into the muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala. And when that love comes, that love itself will drive him towards Allah Ta'ala. That love will drive him to the masjid for Fajr Salah. In the peak winter, on the coldest morning, it will get him out of his bed because he will be waiting for that moment. Let alone the Fajr Salah, like we mentioned the couplet of Hazrat, uh, 
سید سلمان نبی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ کہ وعدہ آنے کا شب اخیر میں ہے صبح سے انتظار شام ہے He will be driven by this muhabbat. It will drive him to all the righteousness. And just as a person who really, his heart is attached to something. And if it appears something is going to be snatching that away from him. Then he is the furthest from what is going to cause harm to that muhabbat. If something is going to cause a problem in that muhabbat, he is very careful about that. He mustn't have anything to do with it. So likewise he will run from sins. When the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala comes, because these sins will become a barrier. Now the issue is, what is going to inculcate this muhabbat? Every mu'min, by virtue of his iman, already has muhabbat in his heart. That muhabbat is there. But that muhabbat needs to be fanned. Because that flame of muhabbat is gone, because of whatever neglect, the ghaflat, that flame of muhabbat has become very, very low. And as a result, the steam is not enough to drive the person now. The muhabbat is there, but that steam is not enough. That steam engine, not just any amount of steam is going to drive it. That steam has to reach a certain point and then it will move that whole train with those dozens of coaches and tons and tons of goods on it. But that steam will now move it. Nowadays probably we don't see these steam engines anymore, but probably they're still existing in some places. That steam drives it. The steam drives that whole engine and it makes it pull along those coaches upon coaches. That steam, when this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala will reach a certain point, it will create that steam of the love of Allah Ta'ala, which will drive us to every good and drive us away from every evil. That muhabbat, alhamdulillah, is there. But unfortunately, it has been neglected sometimes, whatever. That flame has gone very low. What's going to fan it? And a person, one... Somebody asked one Buzrug, how, what's this creating the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala? So he said, when you see that ember now, that flame is dying, what do you do? See, we fan it. When you fan it, suddenly the fire comes alight. See, that's the thing now, you need to fan it. That muhabbat is there in the heart. But now what's going to fan it? So some of these aspects that will fan this muhabbat, this is what we have to hold fast onto now. This is the message of Ramadan. This is what we have to now take along with us. Among the amal that the Mashayikh state that will keep fanning this muhabbat. And these are not things to be just done sometimes and missed sometimes. The person neglects that fire for one day, that forget one day, that person is now having his bra or whatever and then he just neglected it for a short while, he's gone all cold. It's an ongoing thing, but when that muhabbat comes, then he will not want to stop fanning it. In any case, these are the amal that we have to keep up to very diligently. This is the summary again of all the lessons that we have been discussing over these past few days. Number one, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, unfortunately, is very much neglected. And again, the Ahlullah state that there is nothing compared to the recitation of the Quran Sharif and especially with tadabbur, with those who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that knowledge to recite with meditation and pondering over the meaning of the Quran Sharif. There is nothing compared to that in lighting up the heart and cleansing the heart of all the vices of the heart. This is, there's no second to it. After the faraiz, this is the, among the highest things. So daily tilawat of the Quran Sharif. If we haven't got a ma'amul, a fixed amount that we have made as our daily practice, we should do it now. Right now, while we are still in this discussion, make that azam in our hearts. That daily, if we have nothing, one page for a start. That's not the end, that's a start. But that must never get neglected. Daily one page. And then after a week or two that has happened consistently, make it two pages. After another two, three weeks, add one more page. And then we should try at least that at least quarter para a day. 
Oh, if that is something that for somebody is very slow, fine, two pages, three pages. But there must be recitation of the Quran Sharif in our life, daily life. So one is this very major fan that will light up this love of Allah Ta'ala. And we really cannot hope to exist without this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Our Imani existence is dependent on this. It is not something that is an optional matter. It's something that we have no choice but to make an effort to acquire. Because without this, Allah forbid, we are in a very risky situation. Some gust of wind can come and that flame is fluttering only. That gust of wind, Allah forbid, gets just, it just extinguishes what is there. So we can't afford to neglect this. One is the tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily. The second thing is the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. Zikr, zikr with the tongue, the verbal zikr. The verbal zikr, we need to have dedicated time for that as well. Dedicated time to sit down and without any distraction to remember Allah Ta'ala. This is something that we just take as a, well, a very good thing, but fine. Some people will do it. No, no, this is something we, we have to make it a part of our life. Open the Quran Sharif, open the Ahadith, the extent of emphasis on zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Uskurullah zikran kathira wa sabbihuhu bukratau wa asila. Glorify Allah Ta'ala morning and evening. This is specifically glorifying verbally. Because now we're talking about two times of the day, the morning and the evening. So obviously this is a very specified zikr, the tasbihat of Allah Ta'ala. Glorifying Allah Ta'ala. So these are specific times that have been mentioned in the Quran Sharif, morning and evening. So that dedicated time must be allotted for it. To make that, as we make that timetable and we make the diary of all kinds of things, allocate that time for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Verbal zikr. Zikr with our tongues. The physical zikr. Physical zikr that every limb we keep it in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The eye is being tested. We keep it low. That's the zikr of the eye. That it stays low and does not look at anything haram. The zikr of the ear is being tempted to listen to music. I won't allow it to listen to any music. I will listen to the Quran Sharif. Listen to the talks of deen, listen to good advice, listen to what is permissible, but not listen to anything haram. That's the zikr of the ear. Zikr of the tongue, to speak what is right. To refrain from all the haram of the tongue. Zikr of every limb of the body to be in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Verbal zikr. Zikr qalbi, the heart. Zikr of the heart, pondering over the favors of Allah Ta'ala. This is a very effective aspect in inculcating and increasing this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Can you imagine somebody every day coming to give us some gift, some hadiah? One day is bringing something, the next day is bringing something else, the third day is bringing something else. Even if we're trying to not like the person, we won't manage. If we're trying to avoid having any kind of uh, muhabbat for the person, we'll fail in that. That repeated Hadiyah and gift the person is giving us, it's going to soften our heart to him, it's going to make us start having some good feelings, having some muhabba for the person. But insan is insan. What about the ni'mats and favors that Allah Ta'ala is showering upon us every moment? Now to sit and ponder over this, at-tafakkur fi ala illah, pondering over the bounties and the favors of Allah Ta'ala. Now when a person will do this in a dedicated manner, this will inculcate the love of Allah Ta'ala. Every day he's reminding himself, he's making shukr over it, pondering over the favor of Allah Ta'ala. That for example, the favor of the eye, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me. What a tremendously great ni'mat. Try and just imagine if I had been blind. Now try and imagine now, the whole day starting off from the morning, in that condition of blindness, Allah forbid suddenly the person lost his sight. Now in the condition of blindness, he has to start making his, starting his day. Now he must get out of his bed. He doesn't know where his shoes are. Because now he's blind. Now he must find it. Maybe he, he thought he'll kept it in a certain place, but now he's not there. Now he has to make his way to the bathroom. Now he's stumbling on something. Somebody left something in the way, he tripped over it and fell. And the next thing he broke his hand. 
He's blind. Can you imagine one ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala? Now he has to eat his food. Somebody has to come and put it in front of him. He needs to dress himself up. Somebody has to come and help him find his clothes. He needs to walk out of that house. He doesn't know where he's heading. He can't drive. Every day he just drives everywhere. He can't drive now. He needs somebody to drive him. He can't even go and just catch the public transport on his own. Somebody will have to take him to the point. And his work, how he's going to conduct himself now? Can we imagine one ni'mat, the eye? Have we sat down and pondered over it? Have we made shukr over this ni'mat? Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, you bless me with such a great ni'mat. Now when the person daily will be reminding himself of the favors of Allah Ta'ala, will the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala not come? The favors are pouring upon us every day. But we are not conscious of it. That Allah Ta'ala is the benefactor. Allah Ta'ala is showering all this on us. So to think and ponder over the favors of Allah Ta'ala. At-tafakkur fi ala illa. This is the zikr of the mind. And the zikr of the heart. To ponder over the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. أَفَلَمْ يَنْظُرُوا إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَوْقَهُمْ كَيْفَ بَنَيْنَاهَا وَزَيَّنَّاهَا فَمَا لَهَا مِنْ فُرُوجِ Allah Ta'ala says, look at the sky. How we created the heavens. And how we adorned it and beautified it with all those stars. And there's not a single crevice in this whole sky from one end to the other. Person builds on small little wall, after a while there's a crack somewhere. And this whole sky from one end to the other. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا لَهَا مِنْ فُرُوجِ There's not a single, have they looked at it? Have they taken this ibrad and recognized the greatness of Allah Ta'ala? This is the zikr of the heart. Allah Ta'ala praises such people. الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض Those who remember Allah Ta'ala. Again the same zikr. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Zikr. Allah Ta'ala speaks about الذين يذكرون الله. Those who remember Allah Ta'ala. Qiyamaw, waqu'udaw, wa'ala junubihim. Standing, sitting, reclining. Every posture. Can you imagine the emphasis on the zikr? وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And they ponder over the creation of the heavens and earth. They don't just look at things without any ibrad. And only look at it for the sake of just getting some dunya enjoyment. No, they look at it as this is the makhluk of my Rabb. This is the creation of my Rabb. Subhanallah. How Allah Ta'ala created this little flower. How many colors are in it? And what a weight has been, the symmetry in it. And what a blend of the colors. And we look at that flower, but we don't remember Allah Ta'ala. We look at that ocean, but we don't remember Allah Ta'ala. Instead of looking at the ocean and remembering Allah Ta'ala, the person is looking at other things and getting further away from Allah Ta'ala. Not that a person should ever go to such places where there's all kinds of fitna taking place. But the point that we are making is that to ponder over the creation of the heavens and earth, Allah Ta'ala is talking about it. That they look at all this, not for the sake of just sightseeing. وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Then their hearts call out. The heart calls out, رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Ya Allah, you have not created all this in vain. Subhanak, Ya Allah, glory be to you, you are free from every blemish. All this you have created for a objective, for a purpose, that was for us to recognize you. Ya Allah, allow us to recognize you. وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ And save us from the fire of Jahannam. So now this tafakkur fi ala illah and this tafakkur fi khalq illah. This is the zikr of the heart. Pondering. Our hearts and minds are engaged in so many things. Now the time is to now train it to be in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Pondering over the ni'mat and bounties of Allah Ta'ala and making shukar from the depth of the heart. This is such an ibadat, a very very great ibadat. It's an amal. Allah Ta'ala says, Oh, the family of Dawood, the one meaning of this is, Dawood al-Islam himself is being addressed. Do the amal of shukr. And this is such an amal, a very great ibadat. There's no riyah also involved in it. person is sitting quietly, from his heart, he's engaged in shukr, nobody knows anything. The thing is, person is dreaming. But his heart is engrossed in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. 
in the shukr of Allah Ta'ala is such a great ibadat that in riya also can't taint it. So these are the aspects, the zikr, zikr of the heart, verbal zikr, physical zikr. Then the aspect of nawafil. In the hadith sharif, hadith qudsi, the importance of this nawafil is understood. Allah Ta'ala says that in the hadith qudsi that my servant doesn't come close to me with anything more than the faraiz. That is the first thing, that's the foundation. And thereafter, he continues to get closer to me by means of the nawafil. To the extent that I then love him. Can you imagine? Our whole quest is to love Allah Ta'ala. To inculcate the love of Allah Ta'ala in our hearts. Allah Ta'ala is saying this person, having fulfilled the faraiz, he then continues to come closer to me by means of the nawafil. Hatta uhibbahu. Until I then love him. His whole effort was to become the muhib of Allah Ta'ala. He has become the mahboob of Allah Ta'ala. Now this, these nawafil have to become part of our life. We've got time for everything else. Allah forbid, we've got time for things, let alone futile. We've brought all haram in place. Because all these things have disappeared from our lives. So it's created all the space for all the haram too. And how long do these nawafil take? That ishraq salah, mashallah, we have that very great zeal for hajj, for umrah. Mashallah, Allah will take us. But this reward of that hajj and umrah is available every day to us. The Hadith Sharif of Tirmidhi, the Rewaite of Tirmidhi Sharif, the person who performs two rakat salah of Ishraq, after the sun has risen to the extent of one spear length, so it's roughly about ten minutes after the sunrise. So he gets the reward of one Hajj and Umrah, Tammatin, 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 three times in the says a perfect Hajj and Umrah. So this is available to us every day. I can imagine this how long the two rakats takes? Now the time a person of that time of the day is probably getting ready to get ready for work, whatever. So he just adjusted his whole schedule to be five minutes earlier starting off his whole preparation. And in five minutes he added to his program to make two rakat ishraq before leaving. In the two rakat ishraq he's making the niyat of salatul toba also, the niyat of salatul haja, and a few minutes, one minute of dua. Ya Allah, you make this whole day such that this day goes in your obedience. Allah, this day goes with barakat. It goes with afiyat. That it is with your protection. Now, what a wonderful way to start off the day. One is obviously Fajr Salah, recitation of Surah Yasin. And then what a wonderful way to start the day off with the two rakats. Can we imagine what we will benefit inshallah in terms of the barakat and the blessings that Allah Ta'ala will shower and make our work easy for us as well. And that very important aspect, that little dua at that time, little meaning just that short dua. Otherwise that short dua too is very great. Ya Allah, you enable me to pass this day in your obedience. Ya Allah, don't let, don't allow anything to get close to me that will disrupt this muhabbat that I'm trying to acquire. So it's two rakat salatul ishraq. If you have a chance, salatul duha, two rakat. Salatul awabin, even just two rakats also, though it's six rakats with the fajr. Sunnah of Maghrib, another four rakats will make it six too. But otherwise even just two rakats of Nafil. And Tahajjud Salah, which is the greatest of all the Nawafil. And somebody feels that this is a bit difficult for me still, then at least two rakats before going to bed, or two rakats after the Sunnah of Isha, after the first, the two rakats Sunnah, two rakats of Nafil. How long will that two rakats take? That three minutes, four minutes, Perform it very nicely, inshallah. It won't take more than five minutes till we start short surahs. Four minutes, five minutes, that maximum the two rakats will take. But generally, we'll end up spending, forget five minutes, ten minutes in the car park. We'll end up spending fifteen minutes sometimes outside the masjid. Talking just nothing of importance, just this, that and the other. But if you could spend that five minutes, and really that five minutes, we won't even realize that we, we spend really nothing. But that five minutes, what we will get in return? We'll get the basic rewards at least of that Qiyamul Layl, that Tahajjud. What are the benefits of it? Nabi Islam says, Alaykum bi Qiyamul Layl. Encouraging this Tahajjud Salah. And this is the least level of Tahajjud. Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq that we try and wake up in the last part of the night as well. But this too, inshallah, will get the basic benefit. Alaykum bi Qiyamul Layl. Fa'innahu da'bu salihina qablakum. This has been the way of all the pious people before. 
Nobody has reached any rank of greater piety without tahajjud or qiyamul layl being part of his life. That nearness to Allah Ta'ala that we are aspiring for, nobody really got closer without qiyamul layl. Now there's two rakats, five minutes. Then among the aspects mentioned that it is mukaffiratun lisayyat, it's a means of a person's sins getting forgiven. And it is matradatun lisayateen. It is a protection from shaitan. This is that bulletproof vest that a person is now acquiring for the day. Late at night he's standing up, Allah, tomorrow I'm going to have to venture out. I need this bulletproof vest because a very dangerous situation out there. Shaitan is firing these arrows all the time. Allah Ta'ala is giving this bulletproof vest in tahajjud. Matradatun li shayateen. It's a protection and it dispels the shayateen. And mardatun li rabb. It earns the pleasure of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Oh, these two rakas. Now we want to fan that flame of muhabbat. We're going to have to make some, some effort, some sacrifice. It's not going to just happen just by wishing it, just by imagining it. We have to do something. We have to make some Effort, some progress, some way will come. So this nawafil, some two rakats here, there. Obviously it goes without saying that the faraiz, with that the sunnat muakkada, there's no question about compromising on that. With that even the sunnat ghair muakkada, we should be trying for that as well. The four rakats, for example, before asar. Now it is generally something that's uh, neglected. And we take it well, it's sunnat ghair muakkada. So sunnat ghair muakkada means that we should leave it out. No, no, if it got left out, then we're not going to be taken to task for it, but we should be making an effort to try for it. And like that, all the other sunnats, in the hadith sharif it comes, Rahimallahum ra'an, salla qabla al-asri arba'an. Now we all want this rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. We want this blessings and this bounties of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Islam is saying, take it, there's it. He's making dua. What dua? Ya Allah, you have mercy on the one who performs four rakats before the asr. Rahimallahum ra'an. Allah Ta'ala showered the rahmat. Now there's the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala being showered for the person to take this dua of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For the person now who's going to make that effort to come a little bit earlier and perform that four rakats sunnah of asr. Now sometimes the person got delayed, whatever. So he's not going to be taken to task if he missed it. But it's not something to just take it for granted. We have to try. We have to make that effort now all this is going to fan that flame of love. Then the very important thing is that to give preference to the love of Allah Ta'ala over what we love. That is a very, very key factor in fanning this flame of muhabbat. That to give preference to that which Allah Ta'ala loves over what we love. What does this mean? That there are those things which our desires want. Allah Ta'ala's command is, don't do it. This is wrong, it's haram. This is sinful. That mujahada against the nafs at that time. And trampling the nafs, not giving in to those temptations. Giving preference to that which Allah Ta'ala loves over what we love. Then we'll get the love of Allah Ta'ala. Because now we're doing what Allah loves. Against what we desire. That will rear, that fans, that flame of muhabbat in a very, very, very intense manner. That really gets that fire of love burning in the heart. And this is repeatedly done. That the fan of, that the love of Allah Ta'ala is really ignited by making this mujahada against the nafs. Then together with mujahada against the nafs, the mujahada and the striving to serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves this deen. Allah Ta'ala loves this deen so much that Allah Ta'ala sent his most Special servants, the Anbiya alayhi salatu to bring this deen alive on earth. And then finally Allah Ta'ala sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to bring this deen alive on earth. And Allah Ta'ala allowed that sacrifices to be made by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Otherwise Allah Ta'ala willed, he could have brought the azab immediately on all the disbelievers and just extinguished them there and there when they were causing all the persecution and harm. But Allah Ta'ala gave that respite to them as well. That Nabi Sallallahu is going under, undergoing the sacrifice. But there is this chance for them to still make amends and come. And many came. So can we imagine the most beloved of Allah Ta'ala, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
and he is undergoing all the sacrifice for what? For deen. So how beloved is this deen to Allah Ta'ala? Now when a person would make sacrifices and efforts for deen, he will spend his time, his wealth, his energies, his mind and heart, in his capacity, how much he can do, and try as much as he can do. This fans that flame of muhabbat. Because this is now applying himself to bring alive the deen of Allah Ta'ala. And the Sahaba Ikram, this is the way that they went to the higher levels of muhabbat. By sacrificing their everything for the deen of Allah Ta'ala. So these are some of the aspects. There are other things as well. Time has already passed. These are things nevertheless, which even if you hold on to this much very, very firmly, the things we discuss very quickly to just refresh it in our minds, we started off, obviously the first thing was the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, then the zikr of Allah ta'ala, zikr in all its forms, the verbal zikr, the physical zikr, the zikr of the heart, and this is something we should make a practice of, to train our heart to often remember Allah ta'ala in all these ways, pondering over the qudrat of Allah ta'ala, remembering the favors and bounties of Allah ta'ala, and dua, dua in the formal manner, Dua constantly from the heart, every now and again, talking to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you, you help me. Ya Allah, you assist me. Ya Allah, you remove this difficulty from Throughout the day, Ya Allah, this task I'm starting now, I'm going to be about to starting this work, start this work. Ya Allah, you make it easy for me. You enable me to understand this document I'm going to read. So I get the better, correct understanding of it. Ya Allah, whatever I'm going to now start processing this, whatever work, Ya Allah, you make it happen with afiyat. Every moment to make this half, this two second dua, three second dua, this will keep building the taluk with Allah Ta'ala. What a simple, easy way and so effective in inculcating this bond and strengthening this bond with Allah Ta'ala. After all, as mentioned right at the beginning, we cannot afford not to have this muhabbat. This is the driving force. This is what's going to bring us to the masjid. Whether it's Fajr Salah, whether it's Isha Salah, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it is the quietest day of the month, or whether it is the busiest day of the month, or whether it is the busiest day of the year, it is this muhabbat that is going to drive us. It is this muhabbat that is going to make us flee from the haram regardless of the extent of that temptation. It is this muhabbat that will make us make amal on fafirru ilallah, flee towards Allah Ta'ala. So all these are the things that are going to keep increasing this muhabbat and bring it to that point where that steam will build up to that extent that it's going to drive us. So the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, this dua, the zikr, and then together with that these nawafil. We must start making, and obviously we're talking about nawafil, <coughs> there's no question about missing the faraiz, and together with the faraiz go the sunnat al etc. And all the other amal, these are things we need to do, then this mujahada against our nafs, and giving preference to that which Allah Ta'ala loves, over the things we desire. And this effort and mujahada and sacrifice for the deen of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq, give all of us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala make it such that this Mubarak month of Ramadan, when it is now ticking away, we make these firm decisions in our life and then we continue progressing in this light. We don't retrogress. Allah Ta'ala keep us progressing and bless us with this muhabbat. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabih وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله 
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولاساتذتنا ولمشايخنا ولاحبابنا ولمن له حق علينا ولمن احسن الينا ولمن اوصانا بالدعاء اللهم اغفر لازواجنا وذرياتنا واخوتنا واخواتنا وازواجهم وذرياتهم واعزتنا واقاربنا ولتلامذتنا ولتلامذيهم ولجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الاحياء منهم والاموات انك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اللهم افتح اقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح اقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح اقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم نور قلوبنا بنور معرفتك ابدا اللهم نور قلوبنا بنور معرفتك ابدا يا الله يا الله يا الله الله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah 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 we ask Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah Allah make us your obedient servants ya Allah make us your true servants ya Allah make us your loyal servants ya Allah ya Allah take us out of the slavery of nafs and shaitan ya Allah 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 for too long we have been the slaves of nafs and shaitan ya Allah ya Allah bring us into your slavery ya Allah 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 how unloyal we were ya Allah how disloyal we were ya Allah how ungrateful ya Allah Allah we ate all the bounties of Rahman and we followed shaitan ilahul alamin ya allah what a terrible ingratitude ya allah ya allah all your favors and bounties we benefited from and we used it to follow shaitan ya allah ya allah forgive us ya allah ya allah you bring us entirely into your slavery ya allah ya allah we want to be your slaves ya allah we want to be your ushaq ya allah we want to be your lovers ya allah ya allah you make us love you ya allah ya allah you fill our hearts with your love ya allah ya allah you fill our hearts with your love ya allah ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah let your love permeate our entire being ya allah let our eyes be filled with your love ya allah let our ears be filled with your love ya allah let our tongues be flowing with your love ya allah let our hearts be brimming with your love ya allah ilahul alamin let our every action be filled with your mohabbat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah let us cleanse our hearts out from all the evils ya allah from all the illicit love ya allah from the love of the ego ya allah from the love of dunya ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the love of deen ya allah grant us the love of the amal of deen ya allah make salah the coolness of our eyes ya allah make our itminan in zikr ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ela you bring us towards the amal ya allah with afiyat bring us to deen ya allah ela guide us and the entire ummah ya allah guide us and the entire ummah to the amal that will bring down your rahmat ya allah 
save us and the entire ummah from the amal that bring azab, ya Allah. Ya Allah, blow the winds of hidayat, ya Allah. Blow the winds of hidayat, ya Allah. Blow the winds of hidayat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. You grant hidayat to one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, those who are planning to harm deen, ya Allah. Those who are planning to harm Islam and the Muslims, ya Allah. You put hidayat in their hearts also, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. You keep us steadfast on deen, ya Allah. Allah, only through your grace, ya Allah, in this Mubarak month you allowed us, ya Allah, to do so many other amal that we were neglecting, ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us progressing in this, ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on these amal, ya Allah, and keep us progressing, ya Allah. Keep us staying away from all the vices, ya Allah. Save us from ever going back to the vice dens, ya Allah. Save us from ever going back to all the haram, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us, ya Allah. Keep us in your protection, ya Allah. Keep us away from all the evils and vices, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. All the duas that we made, ya Allah. Out of your grace, accept it, ya Allah. Out of your grace, accept it, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you unite the, unite the hearts of one and all, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ummat ko ek or nek banaya Allah. Ummat ko ek or nek banaya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Let us be a means of comfort to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, save us from causing taqlid to his Mubarak heart, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, make us such servants whom you are pleased with, ya Allah. Grant us your rada, ya Allah. Grant us your rada, ya Allah. Grant us your rada, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, whatever du'as we made, ya Allah, out of your grace, accept it, ya Allah. Allah, you keep us progressing all the time in your muhabbat, ya Allah. Allah, save us from everything that displeases you, ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا وتب علينا وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين